0: If you're looking for Pokemon-style Etsy items, Pokemon Pop figures, and so much more, check out the PokeDepartmentStore.com. That's P-O-K-E-D-E-P-S-T-O-R-E dot com for all your Pokemon needs. What is up, everyone? It's me, the Pokemon Cave. Back at it again for another week. Um, Unfortunately, I wasn't here last week uh, just due to work schedule. Uh, And I'm now recording on a Monday uh, for today, just because I was working this past weekend. Uh, So unfortunately, I couldn't record on the weekend when I work all day and want to go to bed when I get home. Uh, So today, we actually have just two kind of quick stories, Um, not even really stories, they're kind of uh, rankings. We have uh, the 10 Strongest Female Trainers. And the 10 best side characters in the Pokemon anime. Uh, We're going to start with the strongest female characters from Pokemon. Uh, Number 10 is Whitney. Of course, why not, right? Uh, Whitney and her milk tank. I mean, (laughs) that thing is a beast. Number 9 is Um, L'Oreal. That's an interesting one. She's a... So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Number t- uh, eight is Dawn. Uh, she's one of Ash's companions during the time in a similar region, and she was able to overcome many challenges with the help of her friends. Uh, with the help of her Piplup, she even was able to defeat those conditioners who had stronger and even and more evolved Pokemon than her. Not only is Dawn a powerful trainer, but she is also one of the best friends of Ash made during his journey. Number seven is May. Uh, Another one of Ash's companions. Uh, May is an inspirational inspirational figure. She was afraid of Pokemon at the beginning of the series, but was able to overcome it. Once she started training a powerful team, there was no looking back. Her Blaziken was one of the strongest Pokemon any female character in the series had and it helped her defeat multiple trainers while pursuing her goal of becoming a champion. Uh, The first girl to ever accompany Ash in his journey was Misty, uh, and Misty comes in at number six. Misty did not start as one of the strongest trainers in the region. She only battled Ash because her sisters were unable to when he arrived to ask for the badge. However, she never stopped improving, and that proved to be her biggest strength. After finally overcoming her fear of Gyarados, she increased her power as a gym leader and a trainer tenfold. Her connection with her with her powerful water team is unlike any other. She even has she was even able to get her hands on a mega stone for Gyarados. Number five is Agatha. Agatha is a very interesting one. Uh, she's I'm surprised she wasn't uh, higher up. Her ghost type team was one of the strongest to have ever been faced by our protagonist, Gengar. My favorite Pokemon, was able to take on Pikachu without many problems. Agatha congratulated Ash after the battle by commenting on his strength. While we were never able to see her more, more of her strength and power, the brief interaction spoke volumes. Number four was Bay. One of Ash's most recent rivals, Bay is among the most powerful fighting type trainers in the series. She is seen training with her Machamp and taking hits from the mighty Pokemon like they are normal occurrences in a promotional short. Her strength and determination truly shine in a battle. As evidenced by her clashes against Ash, they are some of the best fights in the series. Number three is Iris. Iris used to be one of Ash's companions during his time in Unova. She would later become a regional champion, appearing again for her participation in the Masters 8 tournament. She is one of the youngest champions in the world. With the help of her dragon-type Pokemon, especially Dragonite, and Herac- or Haxor- Haxoros, she can defeat almost any opponent. However, she can make mistakes at times because of her inexperience and young age, which is why she is at the third spot. Uh, Diantha is number two. Diantha is a champion of the Carlos Reason region and participant of the Masters 8 tournament. Unlike most champions, she was never able to obtain a victory over Ash during her series, but that was mostly due to interruptions. She has a deep bond with her Gardevoir, which allows her to take on even more difficult of opponents. With her Mega Evolution, she even held her own against Ash's Greninja. And of course, number one, <laughs> of course, is Cynthia. I mean, why not, right? Cynthia... Uh when talking about iconic female characters in Pokemon, Cynthia is one of the most is the one that comes to mind. Do not let her kindness and charm distract from the fact that she is the strongest female trainer in the series. Supported by the Pokemon team that almost nobody can defeat. Her Garchomp is so powerful it was able to defeat Paul's entire team with ease during their first fight. Cynthia is the champion of the Similar Region and one of the most powerful trainers in the entire Ready to pop the question. franchise I mean uh, yeah of course Cynthia is a trainer that you do not want to mess with um, regardless she is highly skilled but I'm surprised there wasn't there wasn't other trainers like I'm, I'm surprised actually um, that some of the trainers were where they were uh, if I had to take the chance I would probably move a couple of them around um, you know put the ghost type a little closer to the top. Not because I love ghost type Pokemon, but I mean, they are very, very strong against a lot of types. And of course, second on our stories here is the 10 best side characters in the Pokemon anime. Uh, <laughs> oh, God damn. Number 10 is probably the biggest scam artist in the world. The Magikarp Salesman. Selling a Magikarp for a high price is a strange deal to discuss. On one hand, Magikarp is virtually worthless by itself. On the other hand, it evolves into Gyarados, a powerful Pokemon. Uh, and Speaking of which, I captured a Magikarp in Brilliant Diamond and ended up just kind of keeping it at the bottom of my, my party and using the experience share, thank God. Uh, to finally level that up to get a Gyarados. Because um, it is literally useless as a Magic Um The Magikarp salesman first debuted when Ash and the company were on St. Anne, where he sold a Magikarp to James. However, James thought it was a worthless and didn't help them in the subsequent episode, where it later evolved into a Gyarados after James released it. Magic Magikarp salesman would be seen a few more times in the anime trying to dupe other trainers. His most significant contribution was being the catalyst for Jessie trading her lick-a-tongue for a Wobbuffet. Uh, I mean, (laughs) yeah. Number 9. Sticking with the Team Rocket. Giovanni. The leader of Team Rocket seems like a significant role, yet Giovanni is a character mainly in the the shadows. His most prominent role was in the Black and White series when Team Rocket was briefly credible again although many old-school fans would likely remember how he handled Mewtwo back then. He mainly f- funds Jesse and James' antics through the seasons and is often seen with this Persian by his side. Officer Jenny comes in at number 8. Technically speaking, several characters have the name Officer Jenny, however, they all look nigh-identical, mainly differing in their clothing, and perform essentially the same role as one another in the Pokemon anime represent law enforcement, though there have been many few exceptions, such as one Officer Jenny being hypnotized by a Malamar into becoming Madame X. Officer Jenny is an iconic part of the Pokemon anime and has been a reoccurring character for several seasons. They're generally fighting some criminal group, although not not as effective in this role as a group of young teens. Sticking with the, I guess, first responders role... Is Nurse Joy coming in at number seven? Anime fans should also remember Nurse Joy as a character uh, archetype. It's just similar to Officer Jenny in that it's not a singular character that goes by this name. Instead, it's a group of siblings who tend to look very similar and run Pokemon centers. Don George's and Porter's are identical in this regard, although those two archetypes aren't the up Oh, boy, I can't even pronounce that word as <laughs> Joy and Officer Jenny. Uh, Nurse Joys are very kind and frequently seen with Chansey's Blisseys, and Oninos? Wow. <laughs> Can you tell I know how to say words? <laughs> uh boy. Uh, considering how vital Pokemon centers are to the anime, these side characters are even more critical than Officer Jenny. Cassidy comes in at number six. The leading Team Rocket trio used to have two notable rivals in Butch and Cassidy. Cassidy was Jesse's rival due to their vanity, although the rivalry has subdued heavily during during the journey's anime. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Uh, originally, Cassidy was a villain who worked under Team Rocket and several disregard dastardly schemes that would end up being thwarted somehow in some way. Now she's just a humble cafe owner who has long since left that life. That sort of character growth was surprising, but appreciated by longtime fans of the series. Selling a little or a lot? Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Of course, Butch comes in at number 5. The second half of the Butch and Cassidy duo follows a similar character trajectory as the previous entry. Butch is Jesse's, James's, sorry, rival, and works in Team Rocket's and works in Team Rocket alongside Cassidy. This duel isn't seen as much the more iconic, as much as a more iconic trio. Yet they over outranked Jesse and James. Wow, I cannot speak today. Jeez. <laughs> Butch has also had a running gag where he would get irritated whenever somebody would mispronounce his name, making him slightly more memorable than Cassidy in this regard. Like her, he would eventually retire from Team Rocket, except he would run a bakery instead of a cafe. (laughs) Number four is not an actual character per se, but a Pokemon, and it's Jigglypuff. It would be difficult to think of a more iconic Pokemon that wasn't owned by a trainer and wasn't a legendary than Jigglypuff. The premise of the character was simple. In that she would, one, show up and start singing, two, get angry when everybody falls asleep, and three, use a marker to humiliate her victims. Of course. Jiggly- Jigglypuff is the most prominent when the anime took place in Kanto, yet she still played a minor role throughout the seasons. She has a simple gimmick, but an enjoyable one nonetheless. Number three is Ash Ketchum's mother. Motherly characters often play an essential role in caring for an anime protagonist. In this case, she is the loving mother of Ash Ketchum, the main protagonist of the entire anime series, of course. She loves him deeply and has allowed him to go on his journey throughout Kanto and beyond. She isn't like any other motherly character who vanished shortly after the beginning and never seen again. Instead, fans of the series have regularly seen her in a few arcs scattered throughout the seasons, often with Mimi and... Uh, Mime to Mr. Mime by her side. Number two comes with Professor Oak, which the running gag is that Professor Oak has a relationship with Ash's mom. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I think he does. Uh, When one thinks of Pokemon professors, their first thought is usually Professor Oak. This classic character is like a mentor to Ash and several other young trainers, and has historically been one of the most notable side characters in the anime. Fitting for his profession, Professor Oak is knowledgeable about what's happening around him. He blends into the background just fine as a side character, often letting Ash and his friends get more of the spotlight. And number one is Cynthia. Not all side characters are weak Pokemon trainers, and in Cynthia's case, She's easily in the top five strongest trainers in the world. The Sinnoh, the Sinnoh League champion has appeared several times in the Pokemon anime, not yet not to the point where she was one of Ash's traveling friends. She would usually come and go depending on whether the storyline needed her. Cynthia is undisputedly the strongest female trainer in the entire series, not to mention some fans of the series love her design and her willingness to learn more about Pokemon lore. Unsurprisingly, she's a fan favorite, like to, likely to be seen in several more future seasons. And that runs out our top ten of the Pokemon or uh, best side characters. Um, this is just going to be a short podcast today. You know, uh, kind of like what I mentioned every week. Try and keep them short when I'm by myself. Um, you know, hopefully Professor Mobile will be back with us soon. Um, occasionally, I'm in talks with them but we haven't really discussed that yet. Uh, Just trying to make sure everything's good on his side uh, before we try and jump back into a podcast together. Um, You know, handle your family life first, come to the podcast second. Um, With that being said, though, hopefully on June 23rd, I will be live. Yeah, you heard that right. Live on Whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, somehow I was approved to go live on whatnot, uh, despite the rumors and stories I've heard of it taking weeks upon weeks upon months sometimes, uh, to be approved or not be approved at all. Uh, but thankfully I was approved. I had my onboard meeting, uh, last week. I think it was last Wednesday, I believe, uh, like five o'clock in the evening. Uh, Eastern Standard Time. So I'm glad to be a part of WhatNot's team. Uh, Hopefully it it goes well. Uh, This will be my first live on that platform. I have sold two single cards through the marketplace, and the process has been pretty decent. Uh, In my personal experience, the only thing I dislike is the fact that the card needs to be delivered and then... Like two or three days later, you'll get paid. Um, you know, kind of sucks, but I, I see where it's coming from in case there's a dispute or whatever, I guess. Um, but, you know, hopefully the live next, yeah, jeez, next week, hopefully the live goes well. Uh, I'm going to have some slabs up, uh, probably about 26 uh, PSA and CGC slabs, um, all roughly about I'm I'm going to say thirty dollars Canadian. I can't think off the top of my head what it's what that converts to in American. Uh, for any for my of course my American listeners, um, I think it's like twenty one, twenty two dollars a car, uh, a slab. I mean, there's going to be some really cool slabs in there, ranging everything from PSA and CGC ones all the way up to nine point fives kind of thing. Uh, so, stay tuned for that. As soon as I have the slabs in hand, I'll be posting pictures, stories, all that stuff on my Whatnot uh, and my Instagram. I'm going to put both my Whatnot and Instagram links in the description below. Uh, so, go check that out. That way, you can see what I have on there already for Marketplace, but you can also check out my Instagram and, and all that fun stuff. Uh, with that being said, I will talk to you guys next week, probably on, actually, probably be this Friday. We're going to aim for another podcast this Friday. So until then, I'll see you when I see you. Take care, everyone.